0: Hi everyone, welcome to Brand Boutique Elite. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Spotify. It's Brand Boutique Elite. Today we have a very special guest, Annie Koshi, a branding strategist. She is not only amazing at helping people tell their personal stories and their brand stories, She is an award-winning model, actress, photographer. You know, she really knows how to tell stories on all the different platforms. She also is um, a radio show host. And today we are going to go over Clubhouse and how to effectively tell your personal story, how to effectively grow your brand and utilize this new platform. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so
1: excited, for Farhana. This is an opportunity that I've looked forward to, and I'm excited. I'm excited to share, you know, um, what our strategies have been to build our own brands and how that's, you know, being used on this platform. So, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to this.
0: Um, I really find it interesting, you know, you being in traditional media, you know, radio, TV, movies, things like that. How do you find that the the rules or the ways that you would utilize a branding strategy? How are they translatable to Clubhouse? And you know, what are some of the things that you've been doing for some time now that you find can work on Clubhouse as well?
1: Well, I find that right now. Um, we have to be receptive to different digital media strategies it's not just about traditional media traditional media does have a place um newspapers print um radio television and the standard forms of media but social media is now the rage and social media in in different formats you know for a while we had instagram we've had tiktok we've had various platforms in which people have tried um and they've used it to build their voice. Clubhouse is completely different. All of a sudden, we're able to actually listen to people. It's almost like radio on steroids. And it's because you have access to individuals that you would normally not have that access to. You normally wouldn't be able to either hear them recorded or you need to know them personally. Often when we see someone's profile on Facebook, Or on LinkedIn or on Instagram we actually don't know very much about them we don't really know the substance behind what it is that they're saying on this app you can actually hear them speak you can ask them questions and you can actually be on platforms where you're sharing your knowledge and then you are co-branding with that individual who may be better at what it is that you're speaking about
0: yeah I find that that is a really interesting um... Format, you know, there are, you can connect with people on all of the social media platforms, but it's not like you're talking to them live. You can set up meetings with them. You know, I always am setting up my virtual teas to meet with people that I find interesting that maybe I want. Um, be a guest on my podcast or be um, a part of my mastermind or things like that. Um, But on Clubhouse, you get to talk to these people that you may not actually have access to. You know, they might have thousands of messages coming to them. They might have a team that is kind of going through their messages and managing it. Um, So it's definitely a really super cool way to actually get access to these people and just raise your hand and actually talk to them. So I've been um, on a bunch of different rooms and, you know, there'll be a hundred people in there. How do you actually join the conversation?
1: Well, first off, there it's, it's um, be strategic, be strategic about the rooms that you've are in be strategic about the people that you follow and be strategic about the clubs that you want to actually be part of because those are what's going to appear on the top of your feed when you open up the app itself when you're in a room itself um the number one thing is if there are people on the at the in the top row that's pretty much your stage And they are the speakers. And number one thing is, they are speaking because they are, um, you know, they're they're knowledgeable or they are the experts in a certain area that they're speaking on, and they've been invited to share their knowledge. First step: follow them, and follow them on Clubhouse. But find out about them on their other social media, you know, uh, links. Usually, um, either Twitter, LinkedIn or uh, Instagram, and Instagram seems to be the one that they reach out to. And if it's in alignment with what you're doing, your branding, what your message is, what you want to add to your thing, then great. That's someone that you want to have in your world. Start building that relationship. So be strategic about how it is. How do you speak? Well, there's a hand symbol at the bottom right. And if you raise it, then the people in the front row have an opportunity uh, as a moderator, um, to be able to accept that and bring you on to the stage as a speaker. So a moderator is indicated by the green light uh, or a green star that is beside a name. And, and whoever's opened up that room has an opportunity to make other people on that stage um, a, mo- a moderator.
0: There is so many different rooms on there and so many different groups. How do you figure out what the right ones are? for you to, you know, be a part of?
1: Yeah, that's a very important question, because it's very easy to start following just anyone and anything. Um, Is it in alignment with where you want to take your message? Is it in alignment to something that you want to learn about? Do you want to learn expertise? Clubhouse is an opportunity for you to listen and learn from some of the experts and absorb. So it's a great Opportunity in twofold. One is if you are an expert in a particular field, then it's great for you to be able to share uh, your expertise on that platform, um, either with other experts or invite individuals that require coaching or guidance. But it can be overwhelming if you just start following random people, then their information, their what they're paying attention to, the rooms that they're in, that's all going to start showing up and you're going to be inundated with rooms and things that you don't really want to follow. You also have an opportunity when you set up the app itself to choose the different topics or areas that you're interested in. And so the algorithm will then populate um, topics for you on your feed as well.
0: Cool. So for those of you that are listening that want to actually set up your own um, group or room, um, you have to have three events before Clubhouse will let you apply to have your own branded Clubhouse room. So that's something to take into account. Um, There is a waiting list on that. So if you have a company and you really want to have a branded room and you have a group of people that you want to connect with, you know, so we're doing our brand boutique elite room on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And in that room, it's essentially sharing, you know, the hottest trends, what Different business ideas that we have. It's just all about entrepreneurship and the things that you can do to grow your business. I love for people to come on and share about what they're doing and some of the tips that they have. You know, everyone has successes and, and failures that are learnable, teachable moments. And so my platform in my room is you know, targeting entrepreneurs, targeting people that want to share some tips on how to grow the business. So for you, if you are thinking about utilizing a room for your business, think about, you know, who you want to target as well.
1: Yeah, that's very important. And also, um, there are a couple of things to think about when you're actually um, um, building a room out. Do you have a branding? Um, that you usually use outside that you want people to actually um, maybe you want it to be consistent for me my brand is um, I've used um, a a part of my book title uh, and so that is what's um, being shown it's be your badass self and and I bring on different people or have conversations about um, things associated with that. For example, today I have someone who I'm speaking with at 4 p.m. about cybersecurity because everyone has jumped into this digital era, but that's actually opened up a lot of um, areas uh, where cyber um, problems are there Uh, breaches in security, privacy, data issues, integration of um, the operating and management with um, the IT, um, how do you shift into this paradigm of where companies are working remotely um, and how do we do that safely? And so I have the ghostbuster of cybersecurity who's joining me today at 4 p.m. for a conversation. And so for myself, how, I, how do I build out my brand is my room will consistently have Be Your Badass Self, and there'll be different topics based on that topic. It's that base structure itself. That's one thing to consider. Now, just in terms of the structure of when you enter a room, what it looks like for Hannah, I think um, the second section is where you have your... Um, individuals who are followed by the speakers and so the first section as i mentioned earlier are is a stage or are the speakers in this room the second section that you're going to see are the individuals who are followed by the speakers and in the last section you have the audience and so if you're in the audience you don't actually have an opportunity to actually participate in the conversation you can listen in if you are followed by the speaker you have an opportunity often that if you raise your hand you'll be invited if that's if the speaker or the moderator of that room feels it um they wish to have you on the stage with them and they will often bring you up um and then if you have the stage area there are a couple of things that um happen there when a speaker is speaking um to show that you are following what uh, they're saying or accepting or agreeing or happy about what it is that they're saying, then turning the mic on and off rapidly enables you to show that, um, and it's called clapping. Uh, The algorithm in that room also gets reset. And why is that important? It's another area that we can talk about for Hannah is the pulling the screen down um, resets the room, but it also allows anyone who's following you on the outside to see which room you're in. And that's important. That invites because then people are going to say, oh, they're going to see it on top of their feed, and they're going to be able to actually join that room. And that's something that you if you are on the stage with individuals, that's part of the exchange, I would say, uh, of being supportive to that room um, um, person who's who's held that room.
0: Yeah, that's um, something cool that I just learned this past week, the the clapping. I didn't know what that was. I was like, oh, they're just turning their mic off and on. But then you explained that it was clapping.
1: <laughs> yes, that was. Uh, and also, if you're new to Clubhouse and you have a party hat next to your name, that's why. And that party hat stays there for seven days. So that's quite interesting. Now, I think the next thing that people are struggling with is... Um, Why is Clubhouse so important? Why is it the rage right now? It's in beta testing and it is only available for those individuals who have an iPhone. Um, And so it's not available. uh, And I know that there are a lot of individuals um, who are Android users and they're going through major FOMO because everyone's just talking about um, Clubhouse. And what is this? The other thing that Clubhouse did that was very interesting um, when you're launching an app is that they did it by invite only. And so all of a sudden you have to be part of the this cool club and be invited you know and it was like the secret handshake to be able to get in and um and 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 that's pretty interesting that they built up the hype on this app based on that now clubhouse was released in april of 2020 um they had lots of users uh and all of a sudden it has just exploded what's your take on that
0: Well, definitely uh, exclusivity is a great marketing tool. People always want to be a part of the secret thing. You know, there's secret events. There's these pop-up events where you don't get told, you know, prior to when we used to be able to go to events, you know, you would be given the location of the events, you know, the day of, because it was a secret thing. So people love the VIP secret society kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. For an app that's beta, I think this is a great way to launch. You know, you always let your first round of people that are close to you beta test it, and then you break it out to different people that are influential, that would be interested in it, that would share the word um, to the right people. And so I think that the whole invite only thing, you know, makes it even more desirable. It's like, oh, I want to invite. Oh, I can't just sign up myself. Oh, I have to get an invite. Oh, okay. Who can give me an invite? And for those of you that are listening in, we have some invites available. So be sure to, um, you know, message us and ask for one. We'll be more than happy to share. Um so to, to let you guys check out you know the space. Um I love that you have to be invited. Um what I think that is interesting is that some people may not be like oh well, I don't want to do that cuz that's silly or whatever, but the majority will. Well,
1: yeah, they're actually missing out because um, let's talk now really about why growing a following on Clubhouse can have massive implications for your business. Really, you do want to have yourself positioned um, where you are. Um, attracting people to yourself and your message and creating that following. And um, in order to do that, you have to first off be active on the app and and you have to show up on what we described before, the stages. So there are two things, you'll have these massive rooms where there are thousands of people on it. And a prime example is when Elon Musk spoke uh, last week, there were thousands of people on that, right? the very chances of you being noticed in that room are slim to nothing. Um, You'll just be at the very bottom of the list, especially if you show up late. Um, So that's something to consider, is the size of the rooms that you're actually entering in. Uh, Also, um, whether what the speaker is speaking, there's so many things. Are they, check them out, check out their profile. What did they write? Who are they following? Um, Check out their Instagram or check out their Facebook profile. Go on Google. Look them up. Are they doing things and saying things that are consistent to what you want to build with your brand? Because it doesn't make sense just to follow anyone and everything. Um, You're going to find yourself in a sea of people that you don't really make a connection with. So ask yourself again, Why are you connecting with this individual? Is what they're saying really important to you? Are you interested in building out a relationship in some form or another with them? Do you want to get on a call and talk to another human being and see if you can actually either build a business together, get coaching for something that you're requiring coaching for, or you have something you want to share with them because they shared that they needed
0: some help in an area? So... Yeah, I think that it's great for networking. And what I've noticed with some of my clients is that they're kind of hesitant to reach out to people because they're like, oh well, I don't want to bother that person. Oh, you know, all of these stories or like Yeah, that's can I tell you my humbug
1: um reaction to that? Oh rubbish. If you don't want to be reached out, if you don't want to be on social media, what on What are you doing there like why are you there if you are on facebook or on instagram or on any other app and you say oh but i don't want anyone to reach me what are you doing there are you a fly on other people's wall you're on these apps to interact i have a huge problem farhana with people even on my facebook and i reach out to them and say hey let's let's connect and let's set up a meeting and they go but why well why are you on my facebook Well, someone connected us or we connected on at this event. Well, that's great. Let's talk about what we do together and see if there's some connection. Because if there isn't, sayonara, buddy. I really don't think that we have the time, the space or the, um, the, you know, we, we don't have it anymore to waste time with people that you're not interested in building a relationship with. Whether it is a personal relationship, whether it is something that you're building towards a company or a business relationship, whatever it is, every interaction is about relationships. And this is about a relationship. This is like the virtual coffee date, you know, but for business. So if you want to think of it like networking on steroids,
0: that's what Clubhouse is is really about. What do you find is the easiest way to find like-minded people? Look them up. Um, now, Clubhouse, they have a section for the bio.
1: The first thing that you should do, once you put your name and your um, at hashtag or, or, or your your Clubhouse name, um, once you do that, the next line starts your bio section. Your top line should really be what it is that you are doing. You know, uh, if you're... Um, superwoman, bionic woman, put it there. If you are the um, next best thing to Baskin Robbins ice cream because you offer um, you know um, credit support or you offer I- investment advice or whatever, make it interesting because that's going to be what's going to set you apart from every other person that's going to. It. And it's not like a resume that you put in there. Um, bulleted emoji stacked snippets of you is really what's there and I made the mistake myself I thought okay I'll put my bio in and there I was I laid it all out and I looked at it a couple of days later when I was a newbie in Clubhouse and I went uh-uh that's not what I want I want just little bits of pieces of what people are going to find interesting about wanting to reach out to me And that's what you do. And I've noticed as well is that the way to attract that attention is through the emojis. And so put the emojis and add the character, put your personality about there. But honestly, folks, if you don't know what you're talking about, you have you don't have the credibility to what it is that you're saying, you're going to you're going to fall flat. People are going to see that because there are experts on this platform.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that that is interesting because there's tons of people that will say, you know, oh, I, I do this. You know, for example, I'm in the digital marketing space and people will tell me, oh, I do digital marketing. And I and I say, okay, great. Well, what do you specialize in? And they'll be like, oh, we just do digital marketing. And I'm like, okay, so what is an area or what are tips you give? or
1: And yeah. they don't
0: necessarily have anything to share. And, you know, when you're actually talking to somebody, You know, people can see my Instagram or whatever, and we have tips and all of that on there. My personal one is more just me and my family and my girlfriends and my travel. Um, You know, I have the two separated. But if I'm speaking, people are like, oh, yeah, you actually know what you're talking about. And Clubhouse lets people Like here that you know what you're talking about and that you have value to add. And I think that that is a great tool. You know, whenever I speak on stages and things like that, that's when I get customers because they're like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. She's good at this. I need to talk more with her about this thing. Absolutely, Farhana. And I think this
1: is one of the mistakes that people are making when they actually come on stage. So when you get on stage, you have that opportunity, someone has brought you up and there you go. Don't use your time to say who you are, what do you do? Who do you work with? Drop in names. That's not what that is for. Add value. Clubhouse is about adding value. It's about sharing things that you know you do well, and giving an opportunity for people to be able to um, uh, plug into you outside, they're going to find out about you anyways. So if you have a question, ask your question clearly. And, and, and to the point, people really are valuing the people on Clubhouse who are providing, you know, value for them.
0: Yeah, for sure. even when you're in a networking group when it's virtual on Zoom or something like that, when you're sharing value, if somebody asks a question and you're answering their question and you're giving them good, valuable tips, good, valuable advice, then people are like, oh, okay, I'm interested. Oh, I I like what they're saying. I want to know more. And then it makes it easier for you to connect with that person.
1: Absolutely. I want to just touch upon one more thing for Hannah and that was about the bio and what to include when you're thinking about your bio. So the basics are where, where are you, where do you work? Where are you located? Uh, Your title, your content channels, your social media profiles, any other clubs that you've launched. Um, Really Clubhouse doesn't allow for other links in the bio, but you can use the, you can include the username of the profile um, And and a call to action, really leading people to connect with you on your other social media platforms um, and a message about, you know, what it is that you're trying to do with them. So that's a that's really um, what you should do. You can also I have seen people change up their bio or their photograph, depending on the room that they're in. So that's something that you want to do. But that's more work than I'm interested in investing in because Clubhouse is just a, a drop in the ocean of all the different things that I'm involved with. And so I'm very strategic about my time spent on the app as well.
0: Yeah, there's definitely people that are using tons of hours of the day on there. And I definitely think it's something to check out and to spend a couple hours a week to grow and build your audience connects with people. That you want, but be strategic. Don't just be like, oh, I'm going to go on there just to get random followers. It's like, I, you know, connect with people that are going to support you with your message, that are going to be potential clients, that are going to, you know, be collaboration partners, um, people that you're going to actually learn and get value from. So those are some of the different ways to connect. But I love that you went over that bio because I've been reading over people's bios and right now mine's is very short i just you know basically got <clears throat> november i got the invite and set it up i didn't really think much of it i was just like okay like let me just get myself set up on there and then i'm like okay that's on my to do list because it's not my normal bio that's on my website telling about myself i'm like oh i have to put like fun little things about myself so people see me as a person, like not just my corporate-ish bio, but what are the fun things about my personality, about my life experience that people will feel a connection to? So what are some of like, some fun things that people can add that will make them relatable? What do you think they could do
1: well for sure add some humor add um you know for myself I didn't put my name I use my moniker which is everyone knows calls me the branding ninja or ninja and so for me that became uh the name that I have used as my clubhouse name now uh, you know your personality um has to shine through in the little bit that you're writing there in your bio uh so if you want to um, come across in a certain way, uh, you want to project yourself uh, or reach a certain audience. Those are some things to consider. But be open-minded. Remember, uh, Clubhouse is an opportunity for you to collaborate with others. So when you do create a room, um, or if you decide that you're going to, uh, that, you know, you want to have a podcast with someone collaborate with others Um, partner with people in your industry that actually have a bigger following than you do so perhaps it's a bigger following on clubhouse or perhaps it's a bigger following outside of clubhouse Um, when you partner with individuals who then come on stage with you their followers will then receive a notification and are likely to, you know, jump into the room that you're actually in um, and that you're, you're hosting. Now, it is quite possible to increase your following uh, hugely by doing this. The other thing to think about is when you um, open up a room or create a room, you automatically become the moderator of that room. Now, as a moderator, you control who actually comes onto the stage. You can mute people and you can also assign mm-hmm. other people on your stage with the role of moderator as well. So those are a couple of tips I would say. Um, as um, someone who's running the room myself right now, I want to. Not reach the people who are on the stage, those are not the target people that I'm trying to get my message. You do not want to be preaching to the choir, you do not want to be saying the things to the people that you've got on the stage as experts. You want to actually interact with the people who are in your audience. The last row of individuals, they should be the fruit that you're looking for because they're the ones that are in there listening to you for advice or listening to your speakers for advice. Bring them on stage. Invite them to come up. Often they have a question. Often they have something that they want to share. And then you have an opportunity to leverage and access the individuals that you have on your stage to help and assist. It's a a collaborative ecosystem in this format. And if you do that, you're going to find yourself becoming the expert on the platform and people looking up to you for guidance in various areas.
0: I love that you do that. So, in your rooms, you'll have all these amazing experts. And, you know, thank you for having me um, on your panel. And you introduced all of the speakers and you asked them specific questions. And then I noticed that you were inviting questions from the audience, inviting them to speak, inviting them to share. And then Um, delegating the questions to the different speakers, because you already know the speakers, you already know their backgrounds and their expertise. And so I saw that you were very strategically, you know, fielding those questions to the different speakers so that everyone was being heard, everyone was participating. Because I think too, a lot of times when you're not participating or if it's something a little bit boring, it's easy to just leave silently. Um, so it was really cool to see how you did that, and so I think that for those of you that are listening, that is great advice. You know, make sure to introduce your speakers. You know, lead the questions to them, bring up your audience, and have them participate as well, because people love to be heard, people love to share, and people love to speak. And so if they're on there, incorporating them definitely I saw the group building and building and, and then, you know, some of my random friends that I didn't even ping to be on there. They just saw that I was in the room and, you know, hopped on it and took a look too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that if you come from a, a space where you're feeling threatened by other people coming in and, oh my gosh, they're going to grab the mic and I'm never going to get it back. And, you know, if you come from that space, you're this isn't the place for you right you're you're it's a very closed-minded sort of view but if you come from the space that wow there are people here and i don't know their journey i don't know whether they're going to be able to pour into me or i'm going to be able to pour into them or we're going to pour into each other um if you come from the space that I don't know everything and I really want to learn. I want to learn from the other people who are here and their experiences and and their flavors of life, you know, and if you come from that, then it becomes this exciting space where you can actually truly have important conversations and we can get past those niceties that you spend days going back and forth in chat and you don't really get anywhere about anything. Here, you're taking an issue, you're taking a topic and you're saying, let's talk on this. What do you think what's your opinion people want to share their opinion it's up to you to say whether it's right or wrong perhaps you have an expert there that can offer advice more often than not i've seen i've been in amazing amazing rooms where sometimes i am one I'm, i've often been just in the audience i didn't know the people who were speaking their title of the room has been what's intrigued me to open it up so that's an important point how do you name your room
0: yeah, that is, I've seen some interesting ones. So how do you name your room and also keep your branding? So your book, you know, in the in the branding, you know, it has something fun like badass and, you know. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, it's a bad name. That's, that's a swear word. And I'm like,
1: why do you consider, if you are already saying it's a swear word, it's not. It's not a, it, be badass. Badass is about being your full, vibrant, Passionate self, right? And I can't think of living life without passion. And so be your authentic, pure, passionate self is what badass means. Now, if you wish to take the connotation in the negative sense, well, I'd much rather have be the person in the room that says and calls out people on their own BS, I'm the one that yes. does it.
0: <laughs> so that's like, you know, that's fun and it's catchy. And, you know, I think that people, most people don't necessarily think it's bad. And if they do think it's bad, then it's probably not the place for them. But how how should other people brand their room, incorporating, you know, their already pre-existing branding, but have it be something catchy that people are gonna be like, oh, what's that? I want to check it out.
1: Absolutely. So some of the things that you have to consider is what is your core message? You know, what is it? Are you the. Um, um, you know, uh, I, I just went blank for a minute because I was thinking, you know, are you the the, the Jeopardy Meister for. Um, you, it, it's about let me explain this better. It's about using something that in your existing brand that relates back to that without saying your brand per se, right? And that's the challenge of it. For me, I have so many different sub brands to my brand. I didn't want to use branding as my room title. Um, It didn't make sense. At the same time, I wanted it to be an open enough title for my room so that I could add different topics to it that... Um, didn't limit me either. So I didn't want it to be um, how to be your badass self. Let's talk about branding. Because I didn't want it just to be about branding. I'm a radio host. Um, One of the things that I do is I interview people. I want this platform to be an opportunity where I bring different experts on and they have an opportunity to share about different topics, which is exactly in alignment to my branding. So how do you do Find out what it is that your message is supposed to. Do. What's the purpose of your message? If you are a foodie, you're um, a, a chocolatier, for example, then play on the words of chocolate or play on the words of food mm-hmm. that you are able to maybe brand it like food for thought. Um, um, you know, the do's and don'ts of um, of chocolateering. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head because Valentine's is coming. Chocolate. It's. Is chocolate season? How can you not think about chocolate? It's a food. It's one of the major food groups, right? So, <laughs> now <I want> chocolate. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's just an example off the top of my head with regard to how do you brand. I have a, a particular um, a message that I say, and that is about consistency of brand and authenticity to your branding message across all platforms, whether you're using a particular platform for personal use or for business use. I think that gone are the days where you can say, Oh, this is my personal profile. And I only do this on this right now. If you have, if you're out there in a the digital world, people will find you personal or not. Because someone who may be in your personal world may be someone else's business world. So to differentiate that and say, oh, I put it on my personal profile. Well, if you don't want other people to find it out there, don't put it
0: out there. Yeah.
1: That's, that's the message. So um, if you are particular about, you know, you, you're doing um, a... a You know, you're out clubbing and it's not saying that clubbing is wrong, but if that's the image that you want to project and the next day you're in a boardroom and you want to, you know, cut cut that, you know, billion dollar deal with someone and they're going to be checking you out. They might find that you're out, you know, having a party life and it's not that party life is wrong in any way, but what is your image that you're projecting? What is a message you're projecting? What is a brand consistency that you're projecting? And if that, that's not consistent across your different brands, it's going to come through. So Clubhouse is just another thing. What you're saying there, they're going to look, out, uh, look you up on LinkedIn. They're going to look you up on Instagram. They're going to look you up on Twitter. And so is what you're saying on different platforms in which you're sharing your voice, um, maybe you're vocal about something. Maybe you come across and you say something and it is um, uh, limiting in some way. It's it's cutting up a group of people or it's um, not kind to someone else. People are going to find you on your other platforms. So yeah. that is something that's very important.
0: I've noticed a lot of that actually. You know people putting things up that were you know very political or and i have nothing wrong i see nothing wrong with somebody making a stand but when you're making your stand for whatever you believe in if you're belittling somebody else's position if you are making any groups feel as though you're there's hate or shade thrown in their way people will look up, you know, there's people that I've met in a professional setting that we have connected on Facebook and they have said things that were racist or mean or sexist. I literally have gone and just unfriended them. And yeah. whereas when we met in that that business setting, I may have referred business to them. I may have been like, oh, you need this person. I, ha- I know this person. And now I won't because they've said something in their personal realm that I found offensive. You know, I think that there's a fine line as a a business owner for you to have your whatever your beliefs are to share those publicly. Like I will never get into a political conversation with anybody on a post on social media. Absolutely,
1: I'm very particular on a couple of things, and that is if you know it goes beyond Clubhouse. But um, as we grow our connections and our interactions in Clubhouse, this is another thing that's going to happen: is people automatically start tagging you on different posts. I'm very particular. I. Don't like being tagged on posts in in things that I'm not actually participating in or I haven't endorsed or uh, my company hasn't been brought on as one of the uh, the media partners. And so I'm particular on my tagging and this is why is because the minute uh, that item gets put onto my feed then everyone on my feed sees that as well. And sometimes I don't want it to be inundated with things that I'm not actually building. My branding, my marketing is very strategic to the projects that I'm working on. And so I wanna make sure that that is what is coming out more often than things. Doesn't mean that I don't, I'm not interested. Doesn't mean that I don't see it. It just means that I'm very particular and strategic about the real estate on on my different social media platforms.
0: Yeah. So I love that you share that because I think people will do that. They're like, oh yeah, this person, they have a lot of people that follow them on social media. So like, let me tag them on Facebook and it will show up on their wall. You know, they just got 200 likes on their last photo. So like, let me leverage that. Yeah. And you know, for me, if I'm part of the event, if we're partnering on this project, if we're collaborating, you know, if I was actually there in the photo, then you can tag me. But if it's something that you're working on that has nothing to do with me, don't leverage my page. If you want to leverage my page, send me a text and ask me, hey, I'm doing this event. Would you mind if I tagged you so it showed up on your wall? Chances are, if you feel comfortable enough to tag me and text me that, I'll probably say yes. But if there is no communication, and so don't do that to other people. If you do want somebody to see something, so say you're having an event and you're like, oh, you know, I know these 20 people that would would be great to be a part of this event you can tag them in the comments so it doesn't actually show up on their news feed but they will get notified that you tag them in a comment and they will come see that so it's a great way for if you're like oh you know i know my 20 friends are going to like this photo if they see it so tag them not going to show up on their feed and they have the opportunity to come and get that notification and see that post and comment if or like if they choose to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm also particular because one of the things that you and I both do is digital marketing and branding st- strategy um, and social media support. And so when I, I've i actually been very blunt with people uh, to say, if you would like me to market your event or your song or your your post, um, you need to hire my company to do that. Uh, and so I'm very blunt now. Uh, in, and it's because there seems to be this impression that Um, It's okay to ask. Someone asked me uh, a couple of months back to do a Facebook live to show up at their uh, event and do a Facebook live uh, at the event. I said, that's great. You will need to hire me for that because the minute I do my Facebook live, I know that I'm going to have X number of people. It usually goes above 800 people or thousand people who follow uh, that video then. And if I look at it now, several months later, it'll be even much more, right? But the point of the matter is that at that point if you want me to leverage my network as i'm doing that then you need to realize that there is a cost involved and so and so there's a difference between hiring someone who is an influencer or someone who has a following versus you going and you're building your brand and you're doing yourself yourself and you've asked a friend to step in and and help you with that by putting it out there that's different so Um, Do realize that we have a network on Clubhouse, on Instagram, on Twitter, on um, Facebook and LinkedIn that are mixed with people who are actually industry leads, um, who are uh, awarded and recognized for being experts in certain areas and who are newbies. And so, you know, know, know who it is that you are reaching out to or requesting.
0: Yeah, for sure there's just, you know, certain etiquettes, you know, we're all have, we all have our personal brand, we all have our story. And if you want somebody to help you, you know, if it's a friend feel, you know, ask, you know, maybe there's some value that you can provide to them for them, you know, when I've launched a couple of brands, I asked, like, "Hey, I'm, an I will give you this, and will you do this for me?" Even to my friends, like, "Would you mind?" You know, I've had friends model for things for me, and I'm like, "Okay, like, you know, you might budget, but I'm like, I can give you some clothing for modeling, or you know, I can buy you lunch for doing this thing for me." Um, so I think it's important to, if you are asking for favors, to add value to other people. Um, And when you're building your relationships and collaborating, not reaching out to people, especially on Clubhouse and be like, oh, well, can you do this for me? It's always, how can I serve you? How can I help you? And that's where people will open up their listening. Because if somebody is like, oh, you're fantastic and I want to help you. And by you helping them, you're going to grow your brands too. It's a win-win. Absolutely, I think uh,
1: one of the first things that I do. Um, a lot of the individuals, when I'm in a room and I've spoken, um, they reach out to me on Instagram, and I immediately set up a, a face-to-face. I immediately set up a Zoom meeting um, because I can't do a real-life meeting. And and I've actually found that my audience, my 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 clients, have grown globally. So. It would be impossible in a previous time to be able to have um, me flying jet setting all over the world just to have a coffee meeting and a, or, a, you know, a, a discovery meeting. But I'm able to do that immediately. I have, a can- I have an app that I use and um, it helps to schedule it and it limits the number of interactions that I have per day so that I'm not inundated with setting up all of these meetings. So I can set it up so that it can only have X number of these discovery calls per day. And I have that done. So it's automated. And um, I, I sort of autopilot certain processes and I know what it is. So I have my links ready. I have, the, you know, what I want to say to them ready as a, an intro um, sort of background on me and why I wanted to get in touch with them. Because if someone's reached out to me on a direct message in Instagram or on LinkedIn, then my initial thing is let's talk, right? Let's Let's get on a call, just that person and you, and let's talk.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that everyone should have an automated funnel, a, a way for people to easily book appointments. Nobody wants to do the back and forth thing. It's super annoying. And it always happens on email or text. It's like, oh, can you meet on Monday at 5? Oh, no, no, I can do Tuesday. Oh, it's like nobody wants that. It's super like frustrating. So I ask all of my guests this fun question. If you could be a superhero, what would your two superpowers be?
1: Oh, I am a superhero already. I'm a ninja. Um, <laughs> uh, what would my two superpowers be? That I would be able to have a discerning heart that's in alignment with my mind to be able to have razor sharp focus on other in people's intentions. So that's one. My second super power would be um, to turn on the voice of those individuals around who haven't been able to hear their own voice.
0: Qua. Cool. I love that. I've had some good, um, there's been some interesting superpowers that my guests have shared. I love those. Those are great.
1: Yeah. It's in alignment with uh, why I do what I do, which is giving voice to the voiceless. And if I had the superpower to do that and for me to be able to show people the light that I see in them often, that they don't often see in themselves. And, um, and, 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 and I, I get a high just watching that light like glow from them.
0: Awesome. My two superpowers would be able to fly very quickly <laughs> and to be able to speak every language in the world. Whoa. So I could go to different places and serve more people and enjoy in different cultures and have people's. You know, voice be heard by being able to translate that and actually communicate with them.
1: Okay, well, for Hannah, I have to say, if it was Genie in a bottle, I would have had three wishes, all right?
0: <laughs> Maybe I need to do it to three. But usually the question for the superpower thing is only one superhero. <laughs> so I like cheated a little bit and did two. <laughs> I'm saying, Genie in a bottle, okay? Let's get that concept right down. <laughs> I like Genie in a bottle, I'm into that. <laughs> you, I'm going to create a cool post with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You know, if we had the ability, I think the last year has really brought to us um, our humanness and, and, and how frail and how, how fickle life can sometimes be. Um, and all of a sudden, um, everything's ground to a halt. And we've had an opportunity to really uh, take a look at what is it that we are doing? Why are we here? What is our purpose? Um, And if you haven't had that slap on the head yet, (laughs) life hasn't slapped you, it slapped me. Um, I think uh, it's about time. It's about time to uh, uh, take a take a look at what your goals are, what your passion is. And if you are actually doing uh, what you want to do, you're on passion, you're on purpose. And so if you are interested in finding out more, um, I, there is a live workshop that is, begins on Friday and I would love if any one of you are interested in coming in and seeing what it is that I'm involved with, um, what I'm part of and uh, an entire world of individuals who are on their passion and purpose and reach out to me through Farhana and I'd be happy to share.
0: Awesome. And those of you that are watching on this on social media, you can definitely um, ask questions in the comments below um, and follow um, both of us there. I want to thank you so much for being on. Those were some amazing tips. And I love that closing. You know, definitely being on path and purpose, you know, really knowing what your goals are and living life with passion is super important.
1: I agree with you.
0: Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Bye, all. Thank you so much.